Super Talk Mississippi media production. This is Thunder and Lightning here on Super Talk Mississippi. Brian Haydad and Joel T. Coleman Woo! joining you on. It'll be Sunday evening. Sorry for the lateness, boys and girls. We we just could not get together today. I went to see I went to see it. I tried to fur- I tried to further the walk with the Lord with others. I was on the opposite side of that with that movie. Jeez Louise. Ugh. Oh, not, not, why do I go see things like that? Bad movie or just scary? Oh, the movie's good. But yeah, it's scary. Just, I'm just not a fan. I, mean, I am a fan, but I mean, I'm not a fan. You're not usually a horror movie guy, are you? No, but I was. I saw. I read it, and I saw the miniseries, and it's like, let's just do this. Yeah. So, um, Thank you guys for joining us here. We appreciate that. However you're listening to us, at supertalk.fm or wherever you're getting your podcasts from, we appreciate that. We appreciate our servicemen and women out there. Protecting us in the night. We are always appreciative of that. We love our sponsor, Strange Brew Coffee House, Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. Hopefully, after that game, you got some Churn and Spoon Ice Cream. You needed to cool down. I drank 13 glasses of water. That's a lot. Somebody made a good point. We're not very, very, very eco-friendly up in the press box. There's a lot of styrofoam. We can't we can't get some paper cups or something? Yeah, yeah. And uh, yesterday, um, my preparation for yesterday's game uh-huh. was... For the first time ever, I tried an iced caramel macchiato. From How was that? That was outstanding. Well, see, uh, you broaden your horizons, I did. and somebody's going to help you do that too. I see. I did, and as I that one I paid for. Today I got a hot caramel macchiato that I did not pay for because one of you beautiful souls out there right. left me a twenty dollars gift card at Strange Brew Coffee House, and I just want you to know, whoever you are, I love you. There you go. All right, uh, today's show is going to be a good one. You know what we're going to be talking about before we do anything else, and before you do, yeah, I, I, this is a before the before. Joel, I want to I want to extend an offer to you, Joel. The Miami Dolphins are in complete and total disarray. Just, right? they, they got that's a rats off a sinking ship. They they got players saying, "I'm not part of this. I don't want to tank like this." Joel, you don't want to tank like this. And you had mentioned that you're you know you're already an Atlanta guy. Maybe you'll double up with the Falcons. The Falcons were humiliated today, Brooks Roberts. Were. If you're listening. They were they were embarrassed in week one. Joel, I'm asking you. I'm, I'm extending the olive branch of friendship right here. Shake my hand. Shake my hand, brother. And join me as a New Orleans Saints fan. Do it. Be reborn. You already served Jesus. Now it's time to, to, to serve Breezus. Let's do it. Shake my hand, Joel. I think I'm just going to bow to King Dak for the next five years. The Cowboys? I, I mean, how can I... <laughs> I can respect that. At least. Are you saying it right now? Are you saying it right now? Joel T. Coleman, you are a Dallas Cowboys fan. Today, you got you got to get off this ship. You got to get out. Here's the thing. You got 30 other franchises. You got to get out. Here's the, here's the deal. I'm fresh off of a four or five year Braves rebuild where they stunk, and now I'm You re- can't be part of that. I, I'm reaping the benefits, though, now. So I have seen that it can work. This is going to be. I have no faith that the Dolphins franchise can do this. Not to mention, Brady's going to play till he's 68. It's true. It's true. You'd never get rid of him. He might outlive you. My problem is, Brian, pretty loyal dude. I, I don't just abandon them. Give him one more week. If they lose like that again, you got to get out. I, I'll give him. I'll I, give you one more week. We're coming back with this offer. I'm not getting out. I'm just looking for. I'll make you a po' boy. <laughs> Big fried shrimp po' boy. You've already brought me bought me boudin. Yeah, that exactly, ago. exactly. So. Um, and that was part. Of, that, that was a recruiting trip. I got to think some more. Right, but I, I right. guess though, in the interim. I'm rooting for Dak Prescott to okay, win, win okay. a ring. This okay. year, for this year, okay. I'll reevaluate in a year, but for this year, yeah. I'm going to root for Dak Prescott okay. to win a ring. Okay, all right, I'll, I'll let that, I, I can respect that. All right, now that we got that out of the way, before we do anything else other than that, but before that happens, now that that's done, i got to know one thing. 
Joel T. Coleman. What's causing all that? I tell you what, and I know we'll talk about it more, I'm sure, as we go along here today. Tommy Stevens. Okay. He only played a quarter and a half, almost two full quarters of football. I think he's going to be A-OK. You know, he he got hurt. I'm sure we'll talk about that a little bit in a minute. But I think he's going to be A-OK. I think you'll see him next week. Um, I think he's going to be good. Uh, we'll learn more about that officially on Monday as we talk to Joe Moorhead. But Tommy Stevens laid the foundation for for everything that happened on Saturday. He was causing all that for sure. Oh, yeah. He came out and was quite literally as hot as any Mississippi State quarterback in a game in since Dak Prescott against Arkansas in 2015. Dak completed his first 12 passes against Arkansas that year. Tommy completed his first nine on Saturday. Folks, you got yourself a quarterback at Mississippi State now. You have yourself a guy. And quite frankly, through two games, I'm not convinced that he's not going to be elite. Like, he is really, really, really good. Had this discussion with some friends tonight. Where would you rank him in the SEC? He's behind Tua. Yes. He's behind Fromm. Yes. And as much as it pains me to say it, he's behind Burrow. And then it's it's interesting, right? I would have might have said Mond, but now I'm Mond. I know I know it's Clemson. But he didn't look good. I wouldn't say you know Franks. Maybe I don't know um, Kelly Bryant. I don't know, but he's in the discussion being the top five. Yeah, yeah. Jordan Rogers had him in his top five, and I think that he should be. I, I challenge you go back and rewatch that game, and don't just look at oh he completed a pass. Look at where the receivers are catching the passes. Look, 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 they, they have to, with no, and credit to them, too. There, there's no, like, you know, blatant drops either. Credit to the receiving core for making Tommy Stevens also look really good by hauling in the passes he's throwing. But, by gosh, they should be. Look, look where they're catching the football. I mean, that, and, and, and a lot of times there, there's opportunity for run after the catch a little bit. Um, he is putting everything right on the money, and he looks comfortable. Um, he has completely exceeded any expectation that I, I yeah. mean. I, I thought he would be a pretty. I thought he'd be an upgrade over Keaton a little bit, mm-hmm. a little bit. Yeah, he's a. Yeah. It, I don't. I don't mean to. To this isn't a rip on Keaton, um, but he is a vast improvement over what we've seen out of Keaton Thompson and what what we've seen Keaton Thompson play. Yeah, you I, know? Agree. I, I, I mean, agree. that's not saying that Keaton couldn't continue to improve and be a really good collegiate quarterback himself, but. Holy cow, man. What's causing all that right now for Mississippi State? Tommy Stevens. I agree. He was 90%. 90% when he went out. I mean, even if he had just done what Schrader did. Yeah. He, and, and, oh, by the way, too, by him playing so well, he he allowed Schrader to come into a situation where State was in control. Yeah. I mean, it was only 14 nothing. I think, when, but State, when Schrader – But you felt, like State, but, but you felt like State was fine. That was a game that I think people sweated it too much. Not, 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 not literally, because you couldn't have sweated enough on Saturday. Yeah. But I think that there's, there are going to be people who are like, I don't know. And State was in control of that game from the opening possession. Yeah. Complete control of the game. Yeah, and there was never a moment where no. you thought this is going to get away from No, even at 31-15, you're like. They're going to win. They're, they're going to win. It it's may just, be a little closer than you wanted. Yeah. but I think Hobson, Hobson knew the spread. Somebody had money. <laughs> Calling two down. down the, I mean, I understand the logic because then two more touchdowns and two more two-point conversions ties the game. I get it. But come on, this is 16 and a half. Come Tom, on. Tommy Stevens is, is so good at this point mm-hmm. that, if assuming health, mm-hmm. 
I think State is guaranteed to go at least eight and four. I'm fascinated to see him against a good defense for a full game. Yes, like I, I think if you played a full game yesterday, I not that I'm not sold, but I would be all the way bought in if he had played the whole game yesterday and again had just done what Trader did, gone fifty. The total would have been fifteen to 20 for twenty one with the same yards, and everything else. I would have. Yeah. I would be like this guy could be the third team All SEC quarterback. Yeah. Well, I mean that's the thing when you think about it is to go eight and four. <laughs> You mm-hmm. just have to beat eight teams whose defense he should be able to. Exactly, exactly. So I, I, to go I, nine I just, and three, you just got to beat one. You got to A&M or Auburn. Which, by the way, they're winnable. If you've got a quarterback, you can do you it. can you can beat those teams. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and state's exactly. got a quarterback. All right. It's I, I know that I'm sure you'll talk about defense and everything. I know there's questions still a little bit there, but this season is off and running. What did we say all summer? <laughs> if they're just better offensively, they can absorb a drop defensively. Yep. Now, maybe the drop defensively has been a little bit more be- than you thought, but the offense has also been better yes. than I thought. So, well, how how to dissect all of that? There's only one way. Only one way, and that is to tell you that these are the things that are true. They're all true. They are so true. There are eight things this week. They are all true. I went and I actually uh, had a study done by the American Truthiness Society, uh, President Kurt Angle, and he they they confirmed. All eight, true. If they're all true, they are. They're damn true. Yeah, There's thank one. you. I'll take one. Thank I'll take you. one for the team there. I know you probably used up about four years watching the Dolphins if you got to see any of that game. All right, mm. number one. Just the acid reflux. You're just saying <laughs> Dolphins right now. <coughs> and look, man, Lamar Jackson looked like, I'm so glad. looked like Dan Marino. I'm so glad the Braves are rolling because yeah, that means that hopefully, well. hopefully through the end of October, I can be totally focused on, on them instead of the Dolphins. Okay, things are true. Mississippi State, let's Number go. one. I think Joel sort of summed it up there, but you should feel good about the offense. You shouldn't have any questions. You should feel fine. They are clearly better than they were a season ago. Tommy Stevens has provided a huge upgrade. Kylan Hill is running like a man possessed. Which is connected to the fact that Tommy Stevens is a huge upgrade. We're going to go over all these positions in the next couple of things. But as a unit, they're all – it's very harmonious. They They have great balance. It's all about that balance. Everybody on the, the offensive unit is, seems to be playing at near their peak performance, I you, feel. You cannot find me a weakness of Mississippi State's offense right now. You and that's not to say they won't have, you know, a, a play or two where they're not locked in, you know, best. That's not to say that they're going to just roll 35 points on Alabama and LSU. But they're playing at a really high level right now. We're seeing what Moorhead's offense is really and truly supposed to be. Now, that could change. They could suck it up these next two games. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. But right now, this is they're humming along. They're humming along. Seems nine of ten. Yeah. And the 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 the, the drop. It was a drop, right? The incompletion. Uh, and then he missed one. Was that Schrader who dropped? Was that Thomas it was, dropped the ball? It, it was Schrader to Mitchell, where Mitchell like kind of that's lost that the one. But the, the, oh, the, you're talking about another. Thomas one. had the play where he was. I think that was Schrader too. Thomas was wide open. Wide open. I think that was Schrader. Okay. Thinking back, I haven't rewatched the game yet. Okay. But but this the, the offense is playing really really high level football right now. You know, if they were playing, if they played both games again, I mean, I'm talking about if if Moore had said I'm going to play full out for the whole game, I'm not going to you know try to slow down or run any clock or anything. I mean, they would have easily had 45 probably against ULL and probably had 50 or 60 yesterday. You know, because I mean the fourth quarter they just sort of. 
Then they started playing everybody. Yeah, and, and I mean, your final <coughs> scoring total was hampered a little bit by the fact that you had a true freshman out there mm-hmm. running running things for two and a you know a little over two quarters, and he looked good. Well, but if that was if Tommy Stevens had had the whole game healthy yesterday, yeah, I mean, you could have about picked the score. Yeah, I think. I think I think you're right. Number two, when his career is over, if he stays healthy. Kylan Hill will be in the circle with Dixon and Norwood. Yep, He's, those are the top two to me. Top two guys all time. Two top two leading rushers in school history. You know, I mean, I, I love Vic Ballard. I love Michael Davis. I love, I love you know, Desenzo Miller. You know, and obviously I didn't. I, you know, Michael Haddix. You can go back even further to guys like Walter Packer and Hoyle Granger, and all the way back as far as you want to go. The top two running backs in the school's history: are Anthony Dixon and Jarius Norwood. Kylan Hill will be in that circle. He could be number one when his career is over. With. I, I think there's an asterisk that need to go that needs to go next to this. Okay, one. and I think he will. But he has to come back next year for that to be the case. I, I agree with, but I think that's going to happen. Yeah, I, I mean, running backs. If, you have if, to put if up whatever, stupid stats, if for ahead. whatever reason he he does leave after this year, I think that for once would be something that's not true. Mm-hmm. But well, I, I, mean, I think he's coming back. He could be in that. He could be in that group. I mean, if he just has a monster year this year, I would put him in there. Really? Yeah, because he's he's having. He might have. He he, he could end up having one of state's best seasons ever. Yeah, you know. I mean, 15, I mean, he's he's on pace now for like eighteen hundred yards. Yeah, I don't think he's. I don't get think there, he will but, either because you're going to play the, the defenses of LSU and Bama and things. But if they're giving on, him but, twenty carries, you know he's going to get a hundred yards. He just is. So I mean, he is an animal, man. That, that run where he just runs angry. Yeah, I mean, he runs like somebody is. He's. You've seen the program. Yes. Remember, uh, oh, what was the guy's name? The, 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 name? the linebacker, Alvin Mack, and the way he like. I could see Kylan Hill looking across the line and saying, you know, you're the guy who did this, and I'm, I'm coming for you. I mean, you know, he he runs with real. It's like real, Bobby Boucher looking across yeah. and saying, water sucks. It really, really sucks. <laughs> no, Professor, you're, you're wrong. Mama's right. That's, that's what's happening here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we're. <laughs> and, and, and I think Joe Moore had summed it up pretty, pretty well, saying that he is a small bat. In a big back's body, yeah, small back deal. talent, big back body. That's, yeah, which is that's what you want out of life. That's the guys who make a lot of money in the NFL. So and that's those hurdles, be, man. That was that's crazy. <laughs> just, I mean, it's just, just unbelievable. If so. he was on, if he was in Tuscaloosa, people oh, would yeah. be salivating over him yeah. and calling him the best back in yeah. the nation. Yeah, they, he needs to get when he gets a national profile game, which I guess will come in a couple weeks against Auburn. Auburn. In all likelihood, although Auburn, I think, will have a loss between them because they play A and M, but. Yeah, it's, it's he needs to, he needs to be. Then people need to see him. Man, state should be four and zero, and if they beat Auburn, they're five and zero. And you should be five and zero. You should be six and zero when you play Tennessee or play well, with LSU. Is there a game between Auburn and LSU? And LSU, Tennessee, Tennessee. That's right. That's yeah. right. Gosh, you, could you imagine six and zero state versus six and zero LSU in Starkville? You're talking about LSU is probably oh. third in the country. They probably would have jumped Georgia, and state is probably in the top ten. Yeah. yeah. I know you'll probably talk about them more later in the show, but Tennessee. Oh. We will talk about them. Oh. We will talk about them. Uh, number three, thing that is true. A couple of drops aside, and you know, drops are going to happen. But the receiver court, not only are they good, they look completely different. Yep. And I don't know, I'm sure a lot of that is on Tommy Stevens, but I think some of it is on Michael Johnson. I think Michael Johnson was a huge upgrade over Luke Getze. No offense to Luke Getze, but... Just talking to him, not the most inspiring guy. Luke Getzey always struck. Very it, vanilla guy. He was a, a an incredibly good dude to me. Now I'm not I'm not talking about him personally, but as a professional, 
I always got the vibe from Luke Getze that he just didn't really want to be here. Yeah, he's an NFL guy. I, I got that vibe too. So, um, and he was gone quickly after one year. So that further illustrated that he might not have really wanted to be here. Yeah, but so, um, I mean, but Gidry looks better. Mitchell looks better. Thomas looks fine. Uh, Javante Payton is good. Uh, I'm trying to think, somebody else. Austin Williams looks good. They just they're just better, and everybody's getting touches right now. I think eventually it will sort of Mitchell and Gidry will be the guys, and then in the slot, I, I still think Isaiah Zuber is going to end up being that guy, and it could start this week against his old team. You know, Thomas having that one drop—that's really all you need. Oh well, you know, that drop. Yeah. Get some more reps for this other guy. As well as everybody else is playing. Yeah. yeah. That's, a, that, that's thing. a great thing. Yeah. Everybody's playing well. So if somebody messes up, oh, just go to the next guy. Oh, by the way, mm-hmm. Osiris Mitchell's getting 500 yards. Help. That's going to happen. Yes. Yeah. That's going to happen. I mean, it, he could have been a lot closer. We'll talk about that a little later. <laughs> he, oh, well. He's now got, which one of them, the one in the Superdome, that was more Tommy over. That, well, yeah. that was completely Tommy overthrown. This one was on him. This one was on him a little bit. Yeah. That, that said, yeah. that's that son, you know, you think about where you're, you're looking. About, I mean, it's okay for. Talk about it later. It's all right. Okay. Number four, the offensive line, for the first time in a long time at Mississippi State for me, is a real strength. It's not just good. They're really good. They're moving the pile. They're protecting. They're, the quarterbacks have time to throw. Uh, they're, they're providing clean throwing lanes. They're just doing everything well. They're working really well, again, as a unit. And then, you know, to miss Dorian Parker yesterday and not really miss a beat. You know, obviously James Jackson had some issues with some snaps, but that's a guy – he practiced three days. He was playing defense all all off season. You know, he's doing that switch back and forth thing. That's tough. But when they're when they got the starting five in there, <coughs> excuse me, that is a good offensive line, and that they are a top tier offensive line in the SEC, in my opinion. Which you know, for a guy talking about a bunch of three, you know, Darrell Williams was probably the most highly recruited guy in that group. A bunch of three star guys, but you got some future pro. Williams is a future pro. Tyree Phillips looks like a future pro. Looks good out there. Uh, Stuart Reese at right guard is having a good season. And much as I think we thought he would, we thought that move suited him. Yeah. So, yeah, they're, they're playing really well right now. And I think that's a credit, again, to Marcus Johnson, who is a, just a good offensive line coach. Imagine that. Uh, an, an, an Ole Miss Rebel, um, you know, he's not, like, sabotaging the program. It's crazy. It's crazy. It's, all, it's almost like he's a pro. Yeah. And just he's doing his and job. And he's doing his job. And so. doing it well, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Uh, let's see. Number five. Actually, a lot. I had nine things. Are true. Number five. Hey, old people. It's not 1982 anymore. All right? That's true. It's 2019. The idea that Southern could come here and compete was ludicrous. They thought that they could come in and win the game because they wanted it more, because they had it. They got a chip on their shoulder because they didn't get recruited by Miss. Get out of here. They got 80-some-odd players on that roster. State might have taken one. One guy on that roster, State would have been like, yeah, we'll take him. All right, They're a Conference USA team for a reason. They don't have the talent to go head-to-head with an SEC team. Southern Miss can beat State if State just absolutely State would, craps the bed. Again, I think we've, we've said this before. Southern Miss can't beat Mississippi State. Yeah. Mississippi State could beat Mississippi State and let Southern Miss win the game. State would have to turn the ball over, commit penalties, screw it up. If they go out there and plays a clean game, they would beat Southern 100 times out of 100. Yeah. There's just no way around that anymore. That yeah. is a fact of college football. Garrett, the Schrader, 80, Garrett the, Schrader could have played the whole game. State still wins. I think that's a, something to point out. That I think the reason Keaton Thompson didn't play is, A, something you pointed out in postgame, if Stevens' injury was serious, 
Like, if he broke his collarbone They would have played Keaton Thompson because they're like, well, what's the point? You're going to have to play. But two, Moorhead knew he had the game in hand. And even at 14-0, he's like, we've got this. They're not going to win. So th- those days are over. Southern was great back in the 80s and 90s, and they were a true third power in this state with State and Ole Miss. But that's over forever. Yeah. It will never, ever be like that again. And I know that upset, you got to get your head around that. I mean, with the money and things of the Power Five now, there's just a clear divide yeah. now between between all those schools and, and the Conference USA's of the world. Absolutely. All right, number uh, six. Defense is better? Still not great. No. Still not great. That, that's, the, if the, you the tackle situation of, is 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 rough. They're, they're, they're not great in the interior, which we thought was a problem, you know, all, all summer long. We figured we got to figure that out. They haven't figured it out yet. No. And if that's obviously the thing that if you want to come out of this game concerned about something, there you go. Uh, I don't know. The, the good news is State should win the next couple of games anyway, even given their struggles defensively. But you're now at a point where, I mean, you got a couple of games, and, and if you want to count Kentucky, you've only got one more game where you, you got to get this ironed out a little bit. Yeah. And – because once you get to Auburn, they can run the ball. I mean, and Lee Autry played yeah. on, on Saturday. Which, What's our thoughts on that? Did they just decide to let him play this game, or is he not part of the group that's suspended? I I think now at this point there's at least a chance that he's we're not a part. We're speculating, obviously. We're speculating. There's at least a chance he's not one of the ten. There's, a, there's that chance. Right. Because MSU it, did release a graphic that had him as a graduate. I find it hard to believe he would be a graduate. In that class. Not only in that class, but if he graduated, how could he be? How could he have graduated with not getting credit for this class? I don't know. And also, I will say this, though. If he is one of those ten and State just allowed him to play and this was one of the games that he did. That's really play, weird. That's a, that's, a, that's a baffling decision to me. Unless you – the only thing I could think was – that you saw what happened last week. And, and you wanted to start you're just fixing like, it. We, we need to stem this now, and we'll figure it out. So we'll find out, obviously, Saturday morning around 9 a.m. If, if, if what, what's correct and what's not. If he plays this week, he's not part of the... He's not part of it, yeah. That's, that, that's 100%. If he plays this week, he's not part of it. But if he doesn't play this week, and, he, and, it's, and it's because he's suspended for violation of team rules, that's a head-scratcher. That's a head scratcher. I mean, and it's not really one I don't think we'll ever get an answer for because Moorhead won't comment on it. Yeah. So it'll just be one of those things where we just have to go, what, what happened there? But we'll see. All right. Uh, let's it's, see it's, here. It's an interesting development for sure. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. Uh, number seven. Uh, Tucker Day could be all SEC. <laughs> a, a, a he month. turned into a weapon. Amongst all the, 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 the things that we've seen so far, I mean, <coughs> he – you can't call him the team MVP, I guess, as the punter, but the dude has done his job. If you want to rank how well everyone on the team has done their job so far, mm-hmm. he's top – easily what, top three? I mean, maybe top. If you have four or five punts and they're getting all getting down inside the ten, three of them inside the five – yeah. You don't do your job better than that. Yeah, uh, he, fantastic. State's not giving giving up any return yards. That's that's really really good. I still, you know, Joey Jones still no coffee for him. Not not that he's on the list this week, but they, they were going to bring in a grad transfer punter and not let Tucker Day start. What? 
I'm to the point where I'm like, does Joey Jones just not like Tucker Day? <laughs> just trying. He sabotaged him. I don't understand. Tucker Day is playing really, really, really well right now, and that's exciting. See, because how many games is State? You know, the offense was bad enough, but how many bad positions did the defense go, get into last year that they had to bail themselves out of? Because State would just consistently give somebody the ball between the 35 and 50 every every possession. They could not flip the field last year. Now they've got somebody that's doing that. That's great stuff. Number eight, the performance of the true freshman on Saturday should increase your confidence in Joe Moorhead. He's picked some players. Trader aside, I mean, Martin Emerson with a very impressive interception. In Lee return. Witherspoon. Lee Witherspoon gets into the end zone. End zone. End zone. The end, that, we're we're going to trademark that. We, we're a little ways away. We're going to make it the end zone. We're going to work that. We'll work the marketing out on that. Um, but yeah, Nathan Pickering got some pressure a couple times. I was paying attention to him. State's got some good young players. And, of course, it's led by Schrader, who came in and looked like he had been doing this his whole life. And he showed you why he was Joe Moorhead's top target, even going back to when he was at Penn State. I like Joe's comment post game in that uh, if there's anything that Garrett Schrader lacks, it's not confidence. He's, yeah. he's fine in that regard. Yeah, he, he, And you can see that when you talk to him. And, and it's not a – here we go again, Brian. <laughs> it seems like a necessary arrogance. Yeah. Uh, but it, it's, not a, it's not a bad thing. He's, he's such a – cool easy going dude to talk to but you can tell that he believes in himself and it's i don't know you saw that on the field man i think state's quarterback situation is in fine hands for the the foreseeable future I agree. with stevens this year and schrader in the future yeah that's it and, and i guess we can go back to talk about this for just a second now mm-hmm. that we're talking about freshmen again yeah with schrader if you're keton watching that on saturday and you're how gone. well he's doing you're thinking i'm out right yeah. You'll and, play and, and maybe Maybe if you're Jalen Maiden and you see how well that went, I think, you're, I think you're, you're thinking in, I'm out. State's in a situation next year where I don't know if Will Rogers is a early graduate. They need to really hope that he is. Otherwise, you're probably going to go through spring with just one guy. Because I don't see how either one of those guys can look at what Schrader did and say, I have a chance to win the job. Because never mind that he's, he's obviously pretty good. He's obviously Joe Moorhead's guy. And that's just the, the way that it is. So... State, well, he's I, Joe Moorhead's guy because he's really good. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not, it's not that it's they're no other they're bros or anything. Yeah, yeah. I, I do wonder if State will hit the transfer market again. But I mean, it's going to have to be a guy who's willing, willing to, to back, not play, willing to back up. Which I don't know if that that guy. Of course, you know, you, there are some guys who buy into the idea of just one play away. Look at Kentucky now. I don't know if you've seen the hit on Terry Wilson. Horrifying, but but they got a grad transfer in Sawyer Smith from Troy. Well, now he's the starting quarterback. Because Wilson's out for the year. You know, you look at uh, Gunnar Hoke. He left Kentucky to go to Ohio State, knowing he was going to be behind Justin Fields. Well, I mean, you could also pick up a Juco guy. Wasn't uh, Tamu at Ole Miss, wasn't he a Juco guy? He he was a Juco guy that came in, and Patterson was established there. So, obviously, he he just wanted to play. That's the thing. There's going to be guys that you think, okay, he's he's marginally good enough to play at at the SEC level, and he doesn't have any SEC offers. We can probably get him. Yeah. And you just say, look, you just want to play away. And so you see what you see what happens. State's going to have to find a veteran guy. They can't they can't just go next year with Schrader and Rogers and call it a day. That's that's dangerous. That said, Logan Burnett has now orchestrated a touchdown on every drive he's been in this year. The guy's a, a winner. It's all you can say about Logan Burnett. Uh, last one. You might be surprised by this. Number eight, number nine. I thought you said there was only eight. I, I, I there was. I said I went back and said there's nine. Oh, okay. I'm sorry. Sometimes I come up with one in the middle of all this, and I add one, and I have to change. Sometimes the truth just the, flows. It just, it just flows. Just continues to flow. It flows like like the river into Galilee. Uh, is that does the river flow into Galilee? There's the Sea of I Galilee. I guess all rivers flow. Yeah, I guess you're right. 
Peace is flowing like a river, they tell me. Uh, this is going to be sound a little odd, but the next two games, they decide the season. If you're 4-0 playing Auburn, you're fine. You're going to go 8-4 at worst. But Kansas State has come out really good these last two games. Now, they've played inferior competition, but they've rolled them. They've outscored their opponents, I think, 101-10. to 10. I think that's the math. Yeah. So they're looking good, and, and they can, can and they can run the football. In a case can be made too. Now I know we've watched the games and they've looked really good. A case can be made that states two and zero against inferior competition. Oh, the states definitely two and zero against inferior competition. Yeah. So you got. So I mean, I'm saying you can find out who's for real on Saturday. Yeah. And then Kentucky, even without Terry Wilson, Terry Wilson's a good player, but he's he's not a real difference maker at quarterback. So, and of course, they have the guy with the greatest name in college football. You know who I'm talking about? They're running back. Cavassier oh, Smoke. Cavassier right. Smoke. I mean, don't tell me that Vince McMahon, in his wildest dream, couldn't be like, we're going to call him Cavassier Smoke, damn it. <laughs> I mean, I don't care. you gotta, you got to use that when you do the McMahon voice. Uh, but, yeah, but those two games, it states 4-0. A fish sandwich and a bottle of Cavassier. Exactly. <laughs> if, if, if you're fo- Leon Phelps. Yeah. If you're 4-0, you're in perfect perfect position. Your perfect position to go eight and four at worst. But you drop one of these next two games, and not only are you you're a little iffy about the season, you're a little iffy about Joe Moorhead. You know? These are winnable games at home against teams you should get at worst it's a toss up. I think the state's better than both of these teams. If Tommy Stevens is healthy and plays the state's not losing those games. They shouldn't. I'm not worried about the offense in those games, though. I'm worried about the defense. I'm worried about Kansas State coming in here and just running it right down Mississippi State's throat. Oh, how the turntables. Have turned, yes. <laughs> yes. But, I mean, it's a legit concern. We'll see what happens. But I think State's going to be 4-0, and they're going to be in fine shape. But somehow these two games became bigger. over the Just the, the, the confluence of events has, has increased the importance of these two games. Can I ask this you can ask now now we're looking want. we're looking long term here now. Yeah, sure. Has the defense been bad enough at this point that you can abandon all hope of a win against LSU? Or I, I, I think, mean, you're not beating Bama anyway. I so think I don't you know. could you can abandon that. It doesn't really matter how good the defense. I mean, maybe last year's defense, but any that LSU offense is ridiculous. They finally figured it out. It only took them two decades to finally move into the, the modern era of college football, and they've done the thing that we were all scared of. They found they their found offense. Them. Now they're, they're running a, a, a real college offense. So are you ready to concede that Joe Burrow's good now? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. How can you not? Yeah. <laughs> Look, this is something that people were, some friends of mine were getting on to me about this. I'm like, you know, when new information presents itself, you know, my opinions aren't set in stone. I don't just make a blanket statement on Monday. The world changes on Wednesday, and I'm still saying the same crap on Friday. All right? Joe Burrow last year, first nine games of the year, was terrible. Through the first, through the first, I think eight games of the year last year, he had six touchdowns and five picks and was completing like fifty-one percent of his passes. Why am I supposed to think that guy was good? He had a strong finish of the year against weak defenses, and including a, a game that he had to play two games in, and he, he he improved his numbers. I still didn't think he was good. He's obviously gotten better this year. He's good. He's one of the, the four Heisman. Right now, if you said give me a Heisman ballot, it's four quarterbacks. It's Tua, Trevor. Burrow and Hurts and Hurts. That's your four Heisman guys right now. He's playing at an incredibly high level because LSU has finally figured out how to run an offense. And what did they had to do, by the way? They went and got a guy from the Saints. And who and who did that guy work for before? Joe Moorhead. So yeah, they finally figured it out. And now I don't know if you see on Twitter, but Fournette and Geis, 
both tweeted, they're like, oh my God, if I could have played in this offense. <laughs> and that's a scary thought. They, they, their receivers are good. Chase is incredible. Yeah. But at the running back, Edwards Hilaire is okay. Imagine if they had Fournette or Geis back. Oh my God. I'd be willing to concede the West to them. They would beat Alabama. As it is right now, that looks like it's going to be a game, finally. Yeah. You know, right now, based on body of work, LSU should be the number two team in the nation. If we didn't have preseason polls and we just did the first poll this week, they'd be number two. Yeah, that's fair. Because they've been so impressive. Yeah. yeah. He's good. Wasn't good enough to keep me from getting a steak from Michael Borky, but good. So, back to the original basis of that <coughs> yeah. little tirade of yours there. Yeah. Um, State now, their ceiling is absolutely 10 and 2. 10 and 2. That's the best thing. And, and their floor seems to be 8 and 4. Unless something happens with the defense in the next couple of weeks where you think they could do something. Because I don't think they're going to score 30 plus points on Alabama. Yeah. And you got to sort of do that to Alabama and LSU, I think. And you, you know what? If you finish between 8 and 4 and 10 and 2, this was an incredibly successful yeah. year. Everybody's on board, back on the Moorhead bandwagon. Everything's fine. Even at 8 and 4. Yep. I think everybody's back. All right. Some things are not back. Let's, let's talk about those things right now. Let's talk about something important. Put that coffee down. Coffee's for closers only. That's right. It's time to find out who were not the closers last week. Put the coffee down. Osiris Mitchell has to put the coffee down. He may drop the coffee. I'm not going to give him a whole lot of, of crap for this. This and I'm nitpicking. This is like the only thing yeah, I could you find. You are absolutely picking nits here. Because that the sun that was not a real drop. That was not He a, looked right directly into the sun. He's lucky to be have his sight. That had been a solar eclipse, he'd be dead. But he just dropped the ball. He dropped and I feel bad. That's Schrader. I, see, I don't even and threw that ball I was like, "Oh, Oh, that's a good throw, and it was—it's coming. Even, was it even a drop? Though? I don't know that he dropped because it. I don't even know if he touched he just, it. It just—it was most one of the. Ryan, I want to see the, repl- the replay. Ryan, he didn't see the football. Well, I—I got to—I got to pick. I got somebody's got to get no coffee. <laughs> so for him, uh, this is what I'm going to do. You know, I, I know. I'll that. tell you what. I'll tell you what. I'll take it back. Coffee to Osiris Mitchell. No coffee to concession stands. I've seen these complaints. Obviously, Joel and I don't have these issues. But I've seen it. I saw what John Cohen tweeted. Evidently, it was a mess. Aramark is not a good company. Their food is not good. They're poorly run. They got to do something about that. But that said, very well. You have convinced me. Cyrus Mitchell gets the coffee. You can have a piping hot blueberry cobbler. Aramark, <laughs> put that coffee down. Apparently, they put a lot of stuff down. Oh, my God. Close, shut screwed. up shop. He screwed it. Did, are they like the Rough Riders? What just happened? <laughs> Stop. Yeah. Drop. <laughs> <laughs> Got no hot dogs? Close up shop? <laughs> no. Cold. Water. No, never mind. All right. Uh, in the SEC, is this back-to-back weeks? I think it is. Tennessee! Whew. Put that coffee down. Get your resume ready, Jeremy. You're going to be Jabba. Yeah. First, first place in the East, you get a Cadillac Eldorado. Second place, a set of steak knives. Third place is you're fired. <laughs> so I don't know what seventh place is. Is Phil Fulmer coaching this team by the time State gets yes. to Knoxville? Yes. I'm saying it now. <laughs> yes. They're going to be one and five when they play State. Yeah. They play, but let me, let me pull up their schedule. I just want to be double check. It could be one and four, but let me double check. <laughs> I know they play Florida and Georgia before they play Mississippi State. Okay, they're going to be one and four. 
They play Chattanooga this weekend, assuming Tiano doesn't beat them. I don't think he will. I will say I'll root for some Nick Tiano. That's the dude. They play Florida. They have a bye. They play Georgia, and then they play Mississippi State. Tiano's still the quarterback of Chattanooga? Yeah, this is his last year, yeah. I mean, were you in the media room the day that he, he talked to us for the first time and never, walked around and like, him, yeah. like personally talked to each of us, nah, shook our hands? Nah, and there. I, I will forever root for that dude, even if he yeah. becomes like an accountant or something. I don't know what he wants to do with his life, but I'm always a Nick Tiano fan. Go, Nick. By the way, after they play uh, State, they play Alabama. So they're going to be one and six on how on on November the tw- on October the twentieth, out of bowl contention basically. They have a they have an outside chance of going one and ten. I wouldn't put money on it, but right now here we go just real quick with Tennessee. Listen, they'll beat Chattanooga, right? Florida. What is it? Florida. They're losing. Georgia. Lost. State. Lost. Bama. Lost. South. They're South Carolina at home. Lost still. UAB. The, at home. They should win it. But, they should but win it. At this juncture, you can't bank on that. I mean, they've lost to Georgia State and BYU. Yeah. So, I mean, we'll give them a win. That's, that's two. Kentucky. Loss. On the road. On the road. Loss. I would... At Missouri. Loss. Vanderbilt. Today, I would say loss. That's two and ten. He's fired. If he's not fired... E- easily. He may he, be fired before He then. would be fired. He wouldn't coach against Alabama. Fulmer would be back on the sidelines. Fulmer is coming back this year. I promise. I'm, 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 I, that, you know what? I don't promise it. I guarantee it. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Phil Fulmer is the, is the head coach of Tennessee before the season's over with. <clears throat> and whether he is or not, though, Tennessee, no coffee for them. They're not closers. And finally, Scott Frost in Nebraska. No. You put that coffee down. Why were they ranked? They were 4-8 and eight last year. They struggled at home against South Alabama. and Oh, we've got to rank them. Why? Because he did good at Central Florida, who, by the way, is still winning without him? Yeah, you know, I really believed in Scott Frost, and I thought this was going to be something that really works out for Nebraska. It, it may it, still. It may yet. But, but they, never, right? they did not deserve to be ranked. Yeah. And, they, and them being ranked sort of propelled Mississippi State. 22, 23, and 25 lost in the, uh, in the, college, in the USA Today poll. And so State slides up to 23rd, just as simple as that. You know, Stanford losing to Southern Cal, I can, I can sort of live with that. Um, who was the other team that lost? I can't remember. I don't remember. But, uh, oh, Syracuse. They got hosed. They were almost on this this competition. Uh, Maryland. Wow. Maryland looks good. I mean, they're not going to win the Big Ten or anything, but they look much improved. Um, the spirit of Hugh Freeze got payback. Syracuse loses in week That's two. right. By the way, uh, Hugh Freeze in the dental chair lose 35-14. to 14. This week, he's coaching from a hammock. <laughs> nice and relaxed. Uh, very courageous. Uh, but Nebraska, come on. No coffee for you. Coffee's for closers. All right, we're going to close the show with that. Uh, tomorrow's show, SEC Picks. We'll talk about whatever Moorhead had to talk about with us uh, on Monday. We should have a complete injury report uh, for you with Tommy Stevens. From what I've heard, it's not a big deal that they expect him to play on Saturday. Garrett Schrader said as much. Uh, and you can find that video on Facebook at, at Sports Talk Mississippi's Facebook page. Schrader says he'll be back next week. Um, Plus, uh, I want tomorrow, with today being, I wanted to really recap the game. I want to talk about Dak tomorrow as well because, boy, did he tear it up. Your new quarterback, your guy. You're back in back on You need to bring the picture back. Yeah, I do, don't I? Yeah. You got to bring that back. You and Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott. Oh, Dak. All right. So we'll talk about, we'll talk about all that tomorrow. Should he may be a, a rich man by the time we talk. He can buy us Who some knows? coffee if yeah. he wants to. 
Maybe so. he did. Maybe maybe he called and got my twenty dollars stranger. You know what? Maybe gonna, he's a thunder and lightning fan. We're gonna go with that. So Dak, if you're listening, we appreciate it. Wherever you get your podcast from, Dak. All right, guys, have a great uh, rest of your Sunday. It's it's late, I know, but uh, and of course Monday morning, back with you on Tuesday for Joel T. Coleman. Woo! I'm Brian Haydad. Thanks for listening to Thunder and Lightning on Super Talk Mississippi. Talk Mississippi Media Production.